with Kirsty on your number one Christian radio in Scotland. Heart Song Live. Heart Song Live.
listening to Heart Song Live Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Uncut with Kirsty. We are so excited that you've joined us this evening. This is our first ever show. We have our guest, Jessica, with us. Jessica, do you want to say a quick hi? Hello, everyone. Hello, Kirsty. Yeah. How are you? I'm good, Jessica. How are you feeling? I'm actually quite fine, you know. I'm quite chill at the moment. How yeah. Are you, how are you feeling? I, I'm so excited. I was saying to Jessica earlier, we should have got like party poppers and <laughs> balloons to celebrate our first show this evening. But yeah, you guys are going to be in for a treat. So today we're going to be talking about identity as a young adult because I know how challenging it can be as a young adult to yeah. know who you are with all the pressure that there is in society. So we're so excited to talk about that. And Jessica, do you mind sharing? how old you are and um yeah so i'm nine i'm not 19 i'm 20 <laughs> i turned 20 like two weeks ago yeah but, uh, yeah i'm 20 and i'm a uni student and mm. i do international business so oh, very very great. exciting we've got that's an intramur in the building <laughs> <laughs> so, i might not come across as one today but we'll see i'm oh, sure you will but mm. yeah it's so great to have you with us Thank um you. so yeah identity is such an interesting topic i know growing up when someone talked about identity it actually scared me a lot because i was like i'm not quite sure if i know who i am and i just feel like there's a pressure to be a certain way or to mm. act a certain way. Um, but, you know, thank God for his grace and his word. And that defines who we are yeah. in Christ Jesus. But growing up for me, so I'm from Edinburgh, even though I was born in London, but I keep that a bit private. <laughs> it's not often great to say you're English. But yeah, I was born in London, but I moved up to Edinburgh when I was two. Um, but my ethnicity is a Ghanaian, so I'm from West Africa. Um, but growing up, you know, I came here around like 1998 there wasn't many like african or caribbean people yeah. around so from a young age i knew i was different compared mm -hmm. to my peers and my friends um so yeah they would all ask ask me questions about my hair my braids like how long does it take oh, <laughs> you know ones, the questions how long does it take for you know, your hair to be braided yeah. do you wash your hair <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, of course I do, but our hair is different, you yeah. know. It's not like your hair is different exactly. textures and different styles that we can do with it. But mm. yeah, so it made me feel like, you know, I was different. I was on my own. So whenever I saw like an Afro Caribbean person on the street, I'll be rushing up to them and being like, oh, let's, you know, mm. let me get to know you. What's your number? Did How you are do you? The look, the look. Of yeah, course, like I still do this look. Like when I'm on picture <laughs> sheet, I still like eye people, but I be like, oh mm. my gosh, let's be. <laughs> I'm probably running away um, but yeah it was just it was just hard as well because even as a young girl yeah. when I'll go to a shop and I'll look at magazines I never used to see like an Afro-Caribbean person on the front cover yeah. and it just made me feel like oh I had to be a certain way to be pretty like um but yeah you know just thank God for his grace who I came to an understanding of knowing who I was mm -hmm. in him um, so yeah, but how about you, Jessica? How about you when you were growing up? Did you ever struggle in knowing who you are? Um, so I would say yeah, like yeah. just the same experience as every other like like young black you know um, girl growing mm -hmm. up in the UK, specifically Scotland. Like, there's not a lot of um, people who are of African descent. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So like, it, it would be different if you were like in England. So yeah. like, in London, there's a lot. So everybody like nobody feels like a sort of well, people might do, but yeah. it's less common mm -hmm. whereas in scotland i feel like there's a lack of that so definitely like whilst mm -hmm. growing up um i knew that i was different mm -hmm. i just didn't know like 
you know what people could be potentially pinning like yeah. for you to be different on so yeah. um growing up i was always told you know some things might happen because mm. you know you look a certain way and don't feel bad about it that's just the way that it is mm. and so i was just like okay but i didn't understand because i was little you know yeah, of course. And, and also like when i was younger i never had like afro curly hair mm. uh because i permed it so my mom permed my hair so it was straight so yeah and it was it wasn't the same as yeah. like you know other you know scottish girls or like uk yeah. girl hair but it was straight so yeah. i could like curl it and do whatever they did yeah but um i was still different like different. my skin was darker yeah. and um obviously like we were obsessed with music at the time like all these artists were like oh, yeah. you know singing of course we had like people like rihanna and like back in the day alexandra burke and stuff like that but yeah all the main ones that were like on the covers and all the ones that we would see or people would talk about all the time were didn't look like us so um i did struggle with my identity a bit like yeah. i did almost kind of find myself not wanting to look the way that i did yeah um and i thank god that that's not the same anymore I know, like genuinely I know. like being comfortable in your skin now is something that's so it's priceless honestly mm -hmm. but yeah i would say yeah. that i did struggle with my identity a bit yeah that's so good and i loved what you said about music because i remember mm. growing up i don't even remember this jessica s club seven no oh my gosh okay you're, <laughs> you're so much younger than no. i am but yeah like it was really it was rare like mm. i loved listening to like destiny child and oh, stuff like yeah. that yeah 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 um, TLC and everything mm. like that but not many people knew exactly who they were yeah so we had to we stuck listening to S Club 7 and yes. I was like it's not the same it's not it's not proper music so oh, yeah man. that was very very um, I almost find yeah. myself like going into like the American scene yeah because there's so much more like black women there yeah so like I can be like I relate to her exactly. like I want to be like her you know yeah. so um yeah. yeah it's very interesting that you yeah. mentioned that actually yeah. even with the movies as well you know yeah. the african-american movies i was watching all the time oh same, yeah. same, same. <laughs> what was your favorite one? Oh, i don't even know i'm gonna have to well like my family like really loved coming to america <laughs> love that <laughs> like, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like obviously big mama's house yeah. and all those like you know i, I don't want to say cult classics but they're still pretty good movies I'm yeah saying. yeah I loved Love and Basketball. Oh, like, okay. Was such a classic. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've seen that one though, but I've Have heard of it. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you need to watch that tonight. I'll put it on my list. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So, in terms of growing up, did you ever feel that pressure as well when you went to shop and you, you know, you looked at magazine covers mm -hmm. and it made you feel like you know you weren't good enough because you didn't see someone like you on the front of the cover? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, I would say it was more so because obviously, um not a slim mini my slim minis are pretty but mm -hmm. i'm not as you know slim as the beauty standards would like yeah. like me to be and um back then i know it's kind of changed now but mm -hmm. back then like being skinny was like the yeah. the beauty standard yeah, yeah. Sure. so um obviously when you're like really young and you're seeing um all these movies and they're making jokes about people yeah. who weren't even big they were just like yeah. they just had a little bit of extra meat on them like Curves. yeah exactly <laughs> like making jokes about that yeah. it kind of resonates with you so obviously i'm chubbier um mm -hmm. haven't lost any baby fat and 
just had like quite a bit of you know me on my skin and going into the shops and mm. having like having to go like an age older yeah. so like when i was younger you'd have like the 10 to 11s and the yeah. 11 to 12s and stuff yeah um i'd have to go like an age older because like it didn't fit me and, yeah like, that would make me feel bad and yeah. my mom was like it's fine you look fine like your weight is fine yeah yeah just to make you feel better <laughs> and i appreciate it um but it was different if like someone who's close to you was saying like you know you're mm. fine but then the whole world are saying you're not fine yeah. so yeah definitely um and also mm-hmm. i used to watch um shows like um america's next top model oh. and stuff like that so i feel like that kind of also like was like okay yeah i'm very like i don't look like that yeah and um it did like weigh a bit on mm-hmm. me i feel like it had some like weird repercussions but um mm-hmm yeah it's weird honestly it to is. like be a child in those times and, and have stuff like, yeah that in no, your face. for sure for sure and how about like growing up like even though we were both brought up in scotland mm. we still have that african culture within us yeah. because you go home there is jollof rice <laughs> there is plantain mm-hmm. there is kebab mm. tell them where you're from jessica oh yeah so i'm congolese yes central african through and through <laughs> yeah I speak a little bit of lingala some french but we won't talk about that today. Oh, no, I want to hear about French. Mm, All I know is bonjour, oui, c'est va bien. No, I mean, they speak French, but my parents, yeah. like, raised me to speak Lingala, so, like, the proper language, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So can you, can you say, like, my name is Jessica? I can be like, yeah, I can. Um, that sounds so <laughs> sexy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. So, yeah, yeah like, having, like, you know, growing up with that culture, mm. did that, do you think that also had an effect or an impact on your identity? Um, Kind of. So, mm-hmm. like, there's a specific thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I kind of have a gap right now. I had braces, but mm-hmm. um, it's kind of come back because I'm not wearing my retainer. But yeah. when before I had braces, I had a gap. And mm-hmm. in Congo, that's, like, it's a beauty Beauty's thing. So, right? yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, having a gap is, like, it made you it makes you like more beautiful or something and obviously in the west it's not that way Mm -hmm. so when i was younger like i was just like i need to get rid of this thing i hate it i Mm -hmm. don't like it but like my dad would always be like no you look it's beautiful you know like in congo like you'd be so much desired because you have the gap and i'm like no we're in the uk (laughs) like yeah (laughs) and so yeah that specific thing it was just like cultural difference i guess like mm-hmm. something that in my culture would have been like nice and stuff and also mm-hmm. like having a bit of a belly and things yeah um is seen as attractive whereas here yeah. it's not like um all those t- types of things yeah. but i would find myself because obviously i was raised in the mm-hmm. uk and my family still keeps that like mm-hmm. african mentality like in yeah. the household i kind of had a bit of both Oof, yeah. thinking mm-hmm. like it wasn't fully westernized but it also wasn't fully eastern like yeah. it was just smack in the middle uh-huh. um so with some things i was like i want to do it the way that they do it in yeah. africa but then some ways it's like i kind of want to be a bit westernized yeah. i don't know no, it's just I a certain thought... yeah how about yeah. you though like i was the same i had a huge gap in the front of my teeth oh, so really? i just oh, recently yeah. did invisalign mm. and my dad went absolutely <laughs> mental he was like what are you doing to yourself this mm. is a beautiful gap that you have like yeah. you're, you're saying it's a sign of beauty like 
you're wasting so much money <laughs> trying to close your gap. But for me, it the gap didn't bother me too much. It was just mm. the fact when I'm eating, like things were getting stuck in my front teeth. So I was like, it was painful at first, but you mm. know, it was it was definitely worth it. Um but even within the African culture, you know, there's discipline you know yeah. I'm, you know i know for sure that my parents were a lot stricter compared to like my peers yeah, and stuff like that yeah, yeah. and that I, I was too afraid to rebel like mm. if i rebelled like i would not be coming back to my home like yeah <laughs> so how was that for you the discipline in your household um so like <laughs> it's quite a funny topic because when i hear like how my friends had it yeah. i would say that my parents were quite lenient but yeah i very much listened to them and they were quite authoritative mm. so even if it wasn't like obviously like when you were younger you were still getting like the discipline that yeah. you know normal african kids would get without disclosing too much information but <laughs> um, but like you know when i got like a bit older obviously that didn't happen anymore but mm. it was still like authoritative like you know what we raised you to do and exactly. if you do something now it's on, it's on your judgment basically exactly. and so because of that i listened to them but like yeah. some things i didn't understand and i kind of like challenged them on it yeah. like if i genuinely didn't get why like i wasn't allowed to do you know some things i yeah. would always like be like okay but why like why i was yeah. always asking questions mm -hmm. um but if they said no then i wouldn't do it most yeah. of the time and it was kind of like an inner conflict it was so weird like i was yeah. like i want to do it but i know it will weigh so heavy on my conscience if i do yeah so i'm just like and then I go home mad, <laughs> even though I obeyed them. I'm still <laughs> mad. But yeah, the Holy yeah. Spirit works in funny ways of with course, that as yeah. well, actually. Now we can look back and be thankful for yeah. that. Because like, if my parents weren't disciplined, mm -hmm. I think I know it would not be where I am today. Oh, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, for sure. And how about like, in terms of your career, did, did you mm. ever feel pressure from your parents to like, because I know I had the talk, and I'm mm. talking, not the love talk, but the talk, <laughs> but the career talk. Like, I feel like everyone gets to talk about, oh, are you interested to do medicine? Mm. Or would you want to be a doctor? Mm -hmm. And you're like, that's not who I want to be. Yeah. That's not my identity. Like, mm. I want to do something that I enjoy. Because I loved dancing, and mm. I loved art but when mm -hmm. i told my parents like you know i want to go into that they mm -hmm. got really like upset because they're like that's not a proper career you're mm -hmm. not going to make money from that you know you're, you're going to be without a job mm -hmm. but you know we have that pressure to go yeah. into something that's going to get you a job after you graduate yeah. from university so how, how was that for you um i so basically i didn't get like pressure to go into anything all yeah. they told me was go to uni and get a degree whatever you want it can be a backup plan but get oh, wow. that degree first yeah and that was basically you know they weren't like oh you need to do medicine or you need to do law or you need to do no they were just oh, wow. like go to uni and get a degree mm -hmm. if you want to sing you can sing after you get the degree <laughs> but it was like you, you know backup. Yeah. yeah exactly mm -hmm. and i understand why they think like that because obviously it's coming as like you know immigrants to a country where you you your qualifications don't really matter here mm -hmm. um and they have to literally work from the bottom up this like qualifications is everything in their mm -hmm. eyes and i know that now it's different and mm -hmm. um, now there's other ways you know as the world is evolving to mm -hmm. be successful and still have a stable income and stuff like that like yeah. for them they still want that like security for you because you're their child so mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in uni. I'm in third year. Amen. Next year's next. You know, next year's my last year, so I'll finish, mom and dad. Don't worry. But <laughs> graduate yeah, with the first class, 100. <laughs> but no, there was no pressures from my side. I just yeah. they just asked me. Like sometimes they'd be like, you know, maybe a lawyer is nice, and I'd be like, no, and they'd be like, okay, that's fine as long as you're going to uni. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's the main thing. That's the main thing. Mm. And then how about like friendships? Because I know you know the word of God says bad company corrupts. Good, good character. character. Thanks for helping yeah. me out there. <laughs> Bad company corrupts good character. Mm-hmm. So it's really important that you surround yourself with the right people because they yep. can have an influence in terms yep. of where you're going in your career. Oh, and what's me. that saying, Jessica? Can you remember that people say? Um, what is it? Like, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Yeah, or yeah. show me your future, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. Oh, man. That's mm-hmm. really true, honestly. Mm-hmm. I just want to say for all the young people that are listening right now, be careful who you choose as your friends because even though you think you're very strong-willed or you think that, you know, I have my own mind and I can do what I want, mm-hmm. I can make my own decisions, slowly and surely your friends will infiltrate the way that you think and change mm-hmm. the way that you think where, um, regardless of the fact that, regardless of whether you're aware of it or not. So mm-hmm. that phrase is very much true. Obviously, you know, I grew up in the church and I grew up, you know, with Christian values and stuff like that and mm-hmm. African values as well. So um, obviously going through teenagehood, just like, mm-hmm. you know, we were having a talk about this earlier, like mm-hmm. you kind of want to push the boundaries a bit. You're kind of like, I want to do what everyone else is doing. Why can't I do that? Mm-hmm. So and I had friends that kind of thought the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um so they would do what everybody else was doing. I would just like watch them and like kind of live vicariously through yeah. them, but I wouldn't do it because, you know, my parents' voices were in my head all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, slowly but surely, like in the beginning, I would have thought, no, I'm not going to do that at mm-hmm. all. And then, but also like in the process of being friends with them, mm-hmm. my thought process would change. Like, okay, maybe just this and mm-hmm. that won't be that bad. Yeah. Or like maybe just partake in this and I'll be okay. Like mm-hmm. it changes. Um and it does even if it might not corrupt you completely it will erode your character so Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm so glad now that Mm -hmm. um i have like christian friends with godly values Mm -hmm. kirsty you know Mm -hmm. wara you know like all of you guys like yeah friends who not only like they keep me in check as well like Mm -hmm. if i'm doing something that's like Mm, they'll be like Jessica you know the word doesn't say that like you know yeah. we need to you know act a certain way and I'll be like I might be a bit mm, about it in the beginning but I'll be mm-hmm. thankful that they pulled me up on it because we're For meant sure. to righteously correct one another iron sharpens iron exactly mm-hmm. and just keep each other in check yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. but even within the church though we have to be careful because yes. you know there is a enemy out there that's mm-hmm. seeking to kill and destroy mm-hmm. so even in the church you just have to be careful of who you surround yourself yes. with and like you said jessica people that are there to encourage you mm-hmm. to keep you in check it's so so important to have mm-hmm. that um just you know because even like times when i'm feeling down i'll just mm-hmm. contact jessica and she'll share <laughs> a bible verse with me or like even like you know today you know mm-hmm. we just needed to pray with each other yeah. um or this broadcast lay yeah. hands on each other exactly well. exactly also be careful who you let lay hands on you yeah not everybody needs to do that but you know okay yeah exactly exactly so we're just now going to have a quick break and then join us afterwards where we carry on the conversation on identity Oh, 
much to say. I can take control, can you direct me in your ways? Help me be prepared for challenges I'm gonna face. One thing that I know, it's only by your grace. I'm swimming in the ocean and you're telling me to flow. I hold on to you, what do I can take my time to grow? See, at times it may be hard, that's why I gotta take it slow. I'd rather have Jesus yeah. than the silver and gold. Lord, hear my heart. This pain that I'm feeling is only a test that you said that will not last Now I've got to stay focused I was feeling hopeless Then I lost my faith cause I had no way I was trapped cause of Covid Yeah I lost my mind, couldn't think alright but my heart was open One thing that I know is many are called and I was chosen You are listening to Uncut with Kirsty On your number one inspirational radio station Heart Song Live Welcome back everyone, this is Uncut with Kirsty, and today we're talking about identity. So for those who have just joined us, Uncut is a young is a platform for young adults to share their stories of overcoming adversity and amplifying their voice on pressing issues within society. So Jessica, how are you feeling? You're ready to I'm ready <laughs> carry to on this conversation? Yeah, I'm ready to jump right in. Yeah, so I have a lot of friends, right? Mm-hmm who have gotten into relationships Mm -hmm. and I've noticed they've tried to change who they are to please the guy. Mm -hmm. So do you agree with this or do you feel like the relationship won't last because they've just changed who they are? (laughs) It's, you know, I don't agree with it. No, because it's like you're doing not Jekyll and Hyde. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you have two personalities, one for your man and then one for everybody else. It's, they're gonna collide at one point and it won't be pretty do you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. and i also yeah i don't think that the relationship is going to last only because there are certain instances where your personality will come out Mm -hmm. so in times of trouble or if you're in a big big argument your Mm -hmm. real personality will come out so all the sort of nasty things or maybe human Mm -hmm. things that you have that you wanted to hide from whoever the person is it will come out Mm -hmm. and they will be taken aback because they thought that you were, you know, nice all the time or mm-hmm. docile or, you know, not argumentative. But now you're shouting in his face, you're pointing like it's it's not going to be pleasant. So, yeah. no, I don't agree with people changing themselves. First. But you know what? Sometimes it's easier said than done, you know, because when you're in love, mm-hmm. you will do anything to get the guy of your dreams. You know, I mean, you see people who aren't interested in football suddenly be like oh i watched the football match today (laughs) some people that may not be interested in afrobeat music (laughs) yeah yeah suddenly no 100 playing all those things burn a boy like yeah uh, yeah no i get it like i understand you want to be relatable you want to be like i'm the most compatible person for you Mm -hmm. but just be authentic like just just you know, just be because he's not he's not getting with you or she's not getting with you because of your Afrobeats taste. He's mm-hmm. not, you know, getting with you because you like football. He's mm-hmm. not marrying the football. He's marrying you. He's not dating the football. He's dating you. Yeah. So just showcase 
the feel best part of yourself. Well, not best mm-hmm. part, just showcase yourself. Just be yourself. Exactly. Be yourself is so important. So don't forget, guys, to follow us on Instagram and yes. Facebook yes. at Uncut with Kirsty. And please DM us. Let us know if you struggled with your identity mm-hmm. or, you know, there's maybe questions that you want to ask and we can try and answer it exactly. on this show. So talking about social media, mm. like you said, we want to be ourselves and put our best selves out there. Yeah. We all have an Instagram account. Yeah. And we all know we edit our pictures to make yes. ourselves look so fabulous and so <laughs> gorgeous. And you know, you, you, when you go on dating sites, you know, you, you put your best picture out there. And then mm-hmm. when they see you in person, they're like, is this mm. the person that I, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I liked? You. Or, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, what's your thoughts on that? Okay. Is it okay to edit yourself? Um, Personally, I would be a hypocrite if I said it's not okay to edit yourself because I do it. Like, I put filters on my like pictures and stuff, um, or like if I have like a spot or something, I'll like airbrush it mm-hmm. and like take it away. But I think there's like you should still keep it to the point where it still looks like you, mm-hmm. um, or like you when you're just you when you're wearing makeup. Regardless, keep it to the point where it looks like you. Like I know that some people like Photoshop, mm-hmm. like. If they don't have abs, they'll Photoshop abs. And it's just, how are it's you going to explain? Cap cops. <laughs> cap cops it don't be Photoshop. Like, how you, you now agree to a day out on the beach and you have to explain why the lines that were on your stomach on, you know, Instagram mm-hmm. are no longer there. Like, just keep it, keep it realistic. Yeah. Keep it realistic. Keep it natural to say. Um, but there are some extremes. There are some extremes. Yeah, definitely. We've just had a message from a girl called Ade Doyen. Mm. And she just said, I think it's a manipulation when you try changing yourself to continue to date a guy. That is my thought on that. And I think you're very true. I completely agree. <laughs> very, very. I completely agree. Very true on that. So, Jessica, you were going to ask me a few questions. Um, No, I was just basically mm. like thinking if since we're on the topic of like relationships, mm-hmm. How would you react if, um, you know, the guy that you were seeing portrayed himself a certain way and obviously, like, during, I don't know, an argument or something, Mm -hmm. like I was saying before, just did a whole 180 and just turned out to be completely, like, not what you were expecting? Yeah, I I think I would be really, really upset, to be Mm -hmm. honest, because I felt like, you know, we've been in this relationship, you know, I didn't... I think we have to remember that we're human at the Mm. end of the day and we have emotions and yes, it's okay sometimes to get emotional Mm. and upset and sometimes angry. But because you're so in love, Mm. you know, when things like that happen, it can Mm. shake a relationship. Yeah. And, and, you know, it can cause a lot of trust issues. Mm. So for me, you know, of course I'll be upset, but I'll just have to go and pray, Mm. like to, you know, trust God that it will work it out. And if this is meant to be, you'll make it happen. And if not, you will shut that door, even though it can be really hard. But I always trust that he has the best for me. Always take it to the Lord, guys. Always (laughs) Always take it to the Lord. Lord. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And how about you? In terms of like the way you dress, you Mm. feel like you have to dress a certain way, even as a Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I know as young girls, you know, we like to have tank tops or short skirts and stuff like that. And, you know, that can sometimes, you know, people can form an identity or mm-hmm. just or see us in a certain way and think, okay, I don't want to be any other person just yeah. by the way that we're dressing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I would say when I was, like, proper a proper, proper teenager, so from, like, ages of, like, 10 to 14, like, I always liked fashion. And so fashion was very much the way that I expressed myself 
but um as someone that was kind of like an awkward looking child and not you know all of my peers were like dating but I wasn't dating you know I feel like all not all most people during that age do want to get like to dress a certain type of way sometimes to get the validation of the opposite sex and I felt like at that point in time even though I didn't want to admit it it was probably a reality but Mm -hmm. now it's not like Mm -hmm. because obviously when I was going through that time I wasn't sure and I wasn't like stuck former on who I am in Christ and who my identity is and how Mm -hmm. God sees me Mm -hmm. like fearfully and wonderfully made I didn't know he saw me like that and I didn't believe it and so Mm -hmm. later on now that I believe that and now that I understand that and I hold that with conviction to my heart like there's no need for me to you know dress a certain way to get you know these people because yeah the right man will come and find me i don't need to go and grab him from somewhere so um yeah no i just dress the way that i want to dress because it's pleasing to me of course there's convictions there are certain things i can't i choose not to wear as mm-hmm. a christian woman but all in all mm-hmm. it's just for me exactly he he finds a wife mm. let's just repeat that <laughs> he he finds a wife that's a good thing us girls we can we love to do the searching, mm. <laughs> the Facebook, Instagram research. But it's he <laughs> who finds a wife, finds a good and amazing thing. And it's Agreed. God's timing. You know, Agreed. God's timing is always perfect. I think the wait can be so hard. But, you know, God's timing is always so perfect. Mm. So we're now going to play another song. And then we'll be back to carry on our conversation on identity. Why do I worry? It all 
Number one inspirational station. Hello and welcome back to Uncut with Kirsty. We're here with Jessica talking about identity. So, guys, please make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook um, at Uncut with Kirsty. And we also have a number that you can contact if you want to have any questions about today's topic, um, which is 07 305 08. 0411. So that's 07 305 So Jessica, I've got Hello. some other things to discuss. So identity, knowing who we are is so important. But you know, there's so many people that go through, let's say, an identity crisis, which can affect their mental health and well-being. And for yourself, have you ever experienced that? Um, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I have. Um, as it pertains to my mental health, I would say that there was a time of my life where mm-hmm. I would class as mm-hmm. um, like a, a, a mild depression. Yeah, um, I was a teenager; just a lot of things were not. Mm-hmm. It was it was a weird time, um, mm-hmm. and then like after that, you know, mm-hmm. it was it was like a break, and then anxiety kind of entered my life so it was it was really weird and at that time like I didn't really have a lot of people who I could talk to I didn't Mm. really have like a group of friends and stuff and so Mm. I just felt like I was very much on my own and I didn't really understand I think at that point I still was scared of God yeah um so I didn't really dive deep into like his fullness and like what he truly is and his comfort that he offers all of us like literally mm-hmm. in the bible it says you know cast your burdens up onto me you mm-hmm. know i will give you rest you know because my burden is um, like yeah something yeah. like that but yeah and mm-hmm. so i would say that because of that i did struggle with it um mm-hmm. and it wasn't until i feel like i'll never forget that night i think there was just one night where i was so done with feeling mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. like i genuinely like i went into my room i, I never left there anyway but i <laughs> went into my room i got on my knees and just started crying to the lord like i don't want to feel like this help me like if you you know i know you are real and i know you are here but if you really listen to me the way that you say you do like help me yeah and it was that night that that i like first of all went to sleep with without crying mm. <laughs> but also like had the best sleep of my life yeah and then obviously when the anxiety thing mm-hmm. i don't know well i know where it stemmed from yeah i feel like like at that point i kind of opened a door spiritually mm-hmm. like that kind of en- allowed it to like enter me and because of that like you know 
life is a bit funny i was anxious all the time like i didn't understand that there is safety and security in the lord and i can always call upon him um to like ease my worries and i mm-hmm. don't have to be worried about everything all the time mm-hmm. and it's when i realized that that i started getting it more under control mm-hmm. and i started submitting it to the holy spirit mm-hmm. to like help alleviate my mm-hmm. anxiety and my anxiety attacks and all mm-hmm. of that so yeah yeah was, yeah i'm the same you know i think now it's more easier to be open mm. about mental health but yeah. growing up it wasn't something that was spoke about yeah. often and i just felt like i put a lot of pressure on myself mm. even to this day i still put pressure on myself and that can trigger my mental health yeah um but it's so important just to speak to somebody about exactly, it do not keep exactly. your emotions or how you're feeling to yourself mm. because the more you do that the more you're going to get caught up um, with everything so it's really important that you just call a friend and just a trustworthy friend as well mm that you can be open to about it yeah and would you say that because you said mm-hmm. you know growing up it wasn't such an easy topic to talk about mm-hmm. like especially you know having african parents or yes. growing up in an african household Very like, good how point. Was that? yeah so obviously like the african culture you know mm-hmm. the word mental health we don't like to, <laughs> we don't really like to discuss it you know it. it's just like just get on with it mm-hmm. you know what i mean and even like within the household, within the African household, my household as well. Like when I was trying to, you know, cry or saying that I'm going through something, it would be like, don't cry, mm. know who you are, which is important, of course, to know who we are in Christ mm. Jesus, but it's okay to be emotional. Mm. Jesus wept, you know, mm. it's okay to be no- emotional. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just something that we just, we push to aside, like push to aside mm. and we don't really um, talk about it often, but it's mm. changing. Things are changing. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's okay to go for counseling it's okay to get help um which is so important because if you don't get help it leads to like suicides and stuff like that especially within young people it's such there's such a high suicide rate exactly like mm -hmm. i made a point as well because of like why i went through Mm -hmm. to instill like emotional vulnerability in my siblings yeah and like kind of talk about the fact that they can express themselves mm. um either to me or to whoever as long as that they have someone to express it and they don't mm-hmm. keep it inside because it's not talked about a lot mm-hmm. in african households and like obviously when i was going through it when i would when i came out of it that's mm-hmm. when i told you know my pa- my parents and they were kind of like don't speak that over yourself which is like yeah, yeah but i'm telling you this because i like need help but like mm-hmm. you know later on they would like ask me you know how do you feel when this mm-hmm. happens like explain to me how it actually happens what goes on like when you're going through these things mm-hmm. just because they they didn't understand they were wanting to understand yeah. just them asking that was kind of like a oh okay they care they want to know do you know yeah um but yeah and i i made it like a thing before i moved out from yeah. university to like talk to my parents and be like listen i want you st- used to like be pretty open about this concept yeah. to my siblings just so like to prevent what kind of happened to me yeah exactly exactly yes i went through a lot of mental health at university as well it was the first time moving away from home Mm -hmm. so even though we talked about it briefly yeah before i was away it didn't really they weren't really aware of it until Mm -hmm. it actually happened to me and they had to experience it as a family Mm -hmm. but it's just so important to have the right people around you yeah, so even when you're is. going through it you have that support system exactly. like i don't think i would be sitting here if i didn't have my family around me yeah. that were there to encourage me and say that you know god's going to get you through this mm. and you're going to come out on the other side because it was so tough exactly. it was so tough 
like I was crying. You know, I, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. It's a dog, I don't know. But especially when you're at university, there's a pressure, you know, to get your assignments done and everything yeah. on time. So when you're not meeting those deadlines, it can have an effect yeah. on you and how you be- behave. Exactly. So, and I also mm-hmm. just want to say, like, for anybody that might be having those thoughts of, like, isolation or wanting mm-hmm. to isolate themselves or just feeling like no one else can understand me i'm gonna be by myself like Mm -hmm. there's a reason why the bible places so much emphasis on community Mm -hmm. and why the lord said that it's not good for man to be alone they're Mm -hmm. not talking about just in a dating sense Mm -hmm. we are not meant to be alone as people Mm -hmm. we're always meant to be together that's why when jesus left he sent down the holy spirit we're not by ourselves do you know what i mean so it's important for you to have like people who you can talk to a safe space of people it doesn't have to be um your family members if you don't want it to just have people there that you can trust and who also give good advice mm-hmm. um who you can speak to and just don't isolate yourself trust yeah, me definitely. speaking from experience it doesn't do you any good yeah it's just it just lets you be alone with those thoughts and that's just not mm-hmm. it's not productive it's not proactive yeah, so. <laughs> exactly and if you have any testimonies of how god's brought you through yeah. your anxiety and depression please let us know and again our studio number is 07305 zero eight zero four double one that's o seven three o five zero eight zero four double one so jessica say your surname again Mbungu. Mbungu. <laughs> Mbungu. well the way that i say it, m- yeah it's like Mbungu, but the you know this the westernized way the way that i say it to everybody is just Mbungu. yeah Mine's is Adomako. Mm. And the amount of times that I've had to repeat that and get people <laughs> to like have to spell it out for people. Yeah. It's just like it's like Adomako. Mm-hmm. I just changed my surname. But just for like a young black girls, do you ever feel the pressure like when you're applying for a job mm. and people are looking at your name thinking, Oh, mm. I'm not sure about that one. Now, this is quite deep. Though. This is uncut, so we're going to go deep. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I am aware of the prejudice that the workforce may have. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's legislations and rights now that prevents them from discriminating mm-hmm. against, you know, um, people of color or, like, discriminating against names. And mm-hmm. I know that some workplaces are, like, they prioritize, you know, mm-hmm. being you know citizens or like you know pocs and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but if people have prejudices they're going to be prejudiced Mm -hmm. so even if the law says one thing if they run their company they might act any way that they want yeah so you know i don't think i think that for all young people don't be discouraged and don't let that you know define you yeah and don't let that stay in your head like Mm -hmm. there's a million um, other jobs out there there's a million companies out there if that mm-hmm. company doesn't want you because of your last name they won't tell you but um if they don't want you because of your last name you can find someone else like mm-hmm. in a, in a, another company that will be better suited for you mm-hmm. um i never had to really think much about that and yeah. i don't know about you because like both of our first names are not you know yeah. traditionally african but yeah. um i guess our last names give that away yeah no it's definitely happened to me a lot and um, especially in the workplace you know mm. it does happen mm. but you know, the most important thing is just trusting God that yes. God will have you at the right job at the right yes. time. And he's the one that opens doors. And when you're, when, you know, you're a child of God, no weapon fashion formed against you shall ever prosper. Shall prosper. Amen. Exactly. So, you know, God's favor is upon you yeah. and he will cause you to be at the right place at the right time. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So, <laughs> Jessica, who is your favorite R&B artist? R&B. Mm-hmm. 
oh, why did you just throw that question out <laughs> there? There's so many. Obviously, I grew up in the era of 2000s R&B and hip-hop. That's still mm-hmm. my favorite genre to this day, apart mm-hmm. from blues and jazz but um, and soul music. But um, I'd say... Oh, I can't. I can't pick. It's gonna be. I'm gonna do three. So there's Usher, there's uh, Rihanna, and there's Chris Brown. I'm sorry, wow. that's controversial, but he did make good music. I don't condone him as a person, but he did make good music. Any gospel ones in there? I don't think <laughs> I listen to gospel R and B apart from Mary Mary. Mary Mary, they're yeah, the good ones. Mary Mary, we're pretty good. Um, this is a song. I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. Yeah, yeah. Nah, their songs are so good. Yeah, yeah. They're so good. I they are so good. To, um, I think it was "Go Get Your Blessings," um, and I remember having that on repeat with yeah. all my friends because that's go the get music. It. Go get, go yeah, get that your one. That Sorry, guys, I'm not a singer, but <laughs> it's fine. Wait, what? Who's yours? I oh, I that. love. Like I'm, I'm, I love Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Back in the day, things mm-hmm. have changed now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was such a Beyonce fan. Um, but yeah, there's just so many. I like Usher too as well. He's mm-hmm. such a good artist. Like really, mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. So we talked about it a bit briefly, like our identity in Christ Jesus, and why do you think it's just so important to know who you are in Christ Jesus? You know, even though we're in this world, we're not of this world, and we're gonna face so many <laughs> challenges. Um. But as young people, why is it so important to know who we are in Christ Jesus? I personally think that it is so important to know who you are because if you don't know who you are, then the enemy can use that against you. Mm -hmm. Because then when he's now attacking you with um, strife and with things in the spiritual realm and with all these um, uh, just things, Mm -hmm. you're not going to know, first of all, how to combat it Mm -hmm. and you're not going to know that you can combat it because you don't know the authority you have as a daughter or son of Jesus Christ, as a daughter Mm -hmm. or son of God Um, and the authority that you wield because of the one who lives and because of the one who lives in you. Mm -hmm. So I think not knowing who you are, not knowing your identity in Christ is a very, it's kind of a dangerous thing. It leaves you vulnerable. Like imagine like a battlefield, right? Mm-hmm. There's one like row of the opposition right there across from you. And then mm-hmm. you're here with like, you know, the angels or whatever, mm-hmm. but you have absolutely no armor on and you don't even know how to ask the angels to come and protect you because mm-hmm. you don't know that you have the authority to even do that as a mm-hmm. child. Like you're so, you're just vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like you're just right there and they can just, come at you any way that you know they want so i think as a child of god you need to really know your identity because only then you can fully rise up to your full potential that god intended for you to rise up to and battle the Mm -hmm. enemy and just be walking with your head up high Mm -hmm. exactly you should have yourself definitely it's it's so important to know who you are and just like you said you have to be equipped and armed because the attacks are gonna come yeah but yeah knowing who you are is so important so we're just gonna close in prayer jessica it's been such an amazing just privilege to have you on the show honestly (laughs) you've been incredible and we'll look forward to having you again sometime soon but yeah let's just close in prayer so lord we just thank you so much for this evening lord we thank you for everyone that is tuned into our broadcast it has been the first show but it's been an amazing start for greater things that are still to come 
on Uncut with Kirsty, Lord. I pray that you bless all the viewers that have tuned in this evening, Lord. And I pray that they will continue to know who they are in Christ Jesus. Know that they're never, ever alone and that you're with them, God. And they'll be led by the Holy Spirit in every decision that they make. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Uncut with Kirsty. And we look forward to seeing you next Monday at 8 p.m. for another amazing show. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>